We welcome all who come to St. Anne's on this 4th of July weekend, this 14th Sunday in the year of the Sunday calendar, as we reflect upon the great gift of God's peace in our lives. Peace be with you. We say that to each other. Peace be with you. And your response is, and with your spirit. See, peace is already within you by gift of baptism, by power of the Holy Spirit. We forget that. It's good to remind ourselves. Peace of Christ within me be with you, and you say, the peace of my Christ be within you. It's not your personal peace. It's the peace of Christ be with you. The peace that Christ gave me, I share with you, and you share with me. Now, the day after Good Friday, that Holy Saturday, Mary Magdalene and Peter were on their way, and they were very confused and upset and very much afraid. And Mary turned to Peter and said, Peter, I've got good news and bad news. Peter said, well, Mary, what's the good news? She said, I believe it. He is truly risen from the dead. He has risen, alleluia. And Peter said, well, okay. What's the bad news, Mary? And Mary said, Peter, he wants to see you soon to talk about what happened yesterday. Where were you? Now, can you imagine in that story, Mary is telling Peter that Jesus is upset, angry. Perhaps Peter's now in big trouble. And the anxiety that must cause in Peter's heart. He's now worried. He can't sleep. He can't eat. He's so possessed by this anxiety that the Lord is so upset with me. Oh, I'm in trouble. Reflect on your own childhood growing up. Knowing that you got in trouble at school was one thing, right? But knowing that you had to return home to face your mom, your dad, oh my God. You had to wait till school was over and then the walk home or on the bus and walking in that door and there she is. Sister called me today. Yeah. Your dad's coming home soon. Oh my God, the anxiety. Remember that? Getting in trouble, knowing that they all know, and now you have to face the music. Here's Peter's experience. And he's worried what the Lord is gonna say. He's worried about meeting Jesus. And finally comes that first Easter night, we're told. And they locked the doors in the upper room because they were afraid for their lives, and Peter's especially afraid now. And what does Jesus say? Does he say, Peter, I am so disappointed in you. Go to your room. I don't want to talk to you anymore. I hate you. I can't forgive you for what you did to me. 
You abandoned me. What were you thinking? Clearly you weren't thinking, were you? But what does our Lord say? His first words after the resurrection. Peace be with you. I'll say it again. Peace be with you. They couldn't believe it. That's why he had to say it again. They were, were told in the Gospels, incredulous. They could not believe what they were seeing. They couldn't believe what they were hearing. Imagine Peter's heart must have just melted. Oh my God. You mean I'm not in trouble? No. I didn't come here to condemn you. I didn't come back to scold you, to punish you for leaving me on a tree, for betraying me three times. I've come back to tell you, peace be with you. Peace is my gift to you. Peace I leave with you. There are many people that will do this to us, like Mary. I don't think it was her intention in my interpretation of the story, but she stirred up in Peter an unnecessary anxiety. And Peter bought into how most of the world understands God or the transcendent or the mysterious power beyond as judgmental, wrathful, vengeful, looking to punish, looking to condemn, holding us accountable for our sins that way. That's how most religions actually look at God in the history of mankind. A force to be reckoned with, fear, doubt, anxiety, wonder, but really God is so big and I'm so small and I better watch my step or he's gonna get me, right? That's how most of the world is filled with anxiety about God. Worry, fear, guilt, shame. Like a child that wants to run and hide, hoping that someone doesn't find them. And so many live hiding from the truth, their own truth. They're running from relationships. They're running from each other. They're running from the IRS. They're running from the law. They're running from themselves. And they're running away from God out of fear. And our point today is just that, the Lord's words that we take to heart again. Peace be with you. Peace. If you look at the Mass, I've counted up maybe about 15 to 20 times where the word peace is used. Peace be with you. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, grant us peace. 
Let us offer each other the sign of peace. And one of the most beautiful prayers in the Mass is the one that the priest says following the Our Father. Deliver us, O Lord, from every evil and grant us your peace in our days. I think that's one of the most beautiful prayers of the Mass. Deliver us from every evil, Lord. Prayers of deliverance. And grant us your peace in our days. Isn't that really, in a way, what we're doing? In a very focused way, perhaps, as we celebrate our independence, to pray for peace in our days. And so many circumstances call for prayers and work for peace. And we all know what those are. No need to go into them, but they're all around us. And if we don't acknowledge peace as God's gift to us first, then we can get caught up like Peter and get caught up like most people in the world with high anxiety about all the issues of the day that swarm around us constantly, bombard us through social media. Our antenna is fried right now with so much stuff going around. And it's so disturbing. And so what do you do in those moments of storms in your life where you're being tossed and turned by whatever's going on at home or in your own life, at work, your health, your finances, your faith? What do you do? How do you manage it? How do you manage the storms of life? It's easier, I suppose, in one way to trust in God when things are going well. But when things aren't going so well for you, for the nation, for the church, for the world, for your neighbors, your family, your children, or for yourself, what, what do you do? Remember the peace of Christ within you. Look to that first. It's a tremendous weapon against the evil. And it is a tremendous antidote to fear the peace of Christ. So let that well up within you as it did within the apostles because here, having now experienced the peace of Christ, he says, now you can go out. Now you can go. Go on your way. And he says, you've got the peace within you, so you don't need much to do this. Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals. Now, that's the part I don't like. If I had known that, I don't think I would ever have signed up for this job. No sandals? No sack? No money? What's the pension plan, Lord? What's the retirement? What's the benefit? 
Yes. As we've often were told in seminary, reflecting on this gospel, yes, priesthood doesn't pay much, but the benefits are out of this world. So, over time, with trust in the Lord, yeah, I don't need much. How many of you are going on vacation or have been on vacation, you pack way too much stuff? You've got all this stuff, and you arrive at your destination, you're pulling out things and putting them away and saying, I don't need all this. What was I thinking? And I get home and I've got all this stuff around me and I say, oh, I don't need all that. But what I do need is peace. And that's what gets me through, day by day, anchoring myself to the peace of Christ who says, look, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here with you. Peace be with you again and again. And the disciples then, doing all that, return rejoicing. Lord, we can do this. And it's amazing what we can do because of what you've given us, this gift of your peace. It's amazing what you can do with peace. In your greetings with each other, it's our custom to say, hi, how are you? But the early Christians didn't say, hi, how are you? They said, peace be with you. That's what our Lord is telling them. Into whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this household. If a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it comes back to you. What I love in the other part is that when you go into someone's place and they don't receive you, go out in the streets and shake the dust off your feet in protest against them. Now that doesn't sound very nice, does it? But what our Lord is saying is, don't get caught up in someone else's unrest, anxiety. Don't get caught up when people are not peaceful. You can easily fall into the trap of becoming anxious yourself. We talked about this last week, antagonistic symbiosis. Don't get into antagonistic relationships. Try to avoid them. Keep the peace, keep the peace through your strength of faith and trust in God. Peace through strength in God. Now, I think that's what our nation needs. It's always needed that. And every time we remember that and pray for that and come back to that in the history of our nation, we, we found our grounding again in God we trust. God bless America, America the beautiful. So our prayer for the nation, for the church, for the world, for ourselves, every time is to pray for peace and reflect very carefully on that beautiful prayer after the Our Father. Deliver us, O Lord, from every evil and grant us your peace in our days. In your mercy, keep us free from sin and protect us from all distress, anxiety, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And at the end of the Mass, the priest will say, the Mass is ended. 
go in peace.